Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An underdog fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, a quick bonus podcast because of two signings that matter for Washington. Defensive tackle John Allen on Monday and tight end Logan Thomas on Tuesday. This will be a quick one, folks. For those tuning in, if you haven't listened to my podcast with tight end Samus Reyes, give it a listen. He was excellent at explaining not only what he has to learn about playing in the NFL, but also his journey from Chile to now. He's fascinating, folks. And you can read my work on ESPN.com. We have training camp previews up this week with roster projections and everything. So you'll be able to see my initial look at the 53-man roster. I hate doing those things before camp because there's so much that goes into it. We'll see how much it changes at the end of camp. Now, a few quick thoughts on the extensions given to Allen and Thomas. Let's start with Allen because that was the one that looked tricky all along. As I told you on the previous podcast, there wasn't much going on. And as of Sunday afternoon, there was, there was, there was nothing. And, but I also said that it could get done in a matter of minutes. That's basically what happened. As of Sunday night, there were some, I was told, who felt the deal was dead, that it wouldn't happen. But then on Monday, it came together quickly because Washington upped its offer. Let's just say the initial offer was low. But my thought all along, and I said this on a podcast, was that Washington had long known the number or has had long known the number. And that number was going to be the minimum would be 18 million per year. If it really didn't like that number, then it could have or should have traded Allen before free agency or the draft. The fact that they, that they didn't led me to believe they'd eventually get to the number Allen's side wanted. I mean, I know they wanted to keep him and we all know Allen wanted to be here. The contract is worth up to $18 million per year, but we don't know the breakdown yet, and that always is the key. Until we know that, we only truly know, we 
only know a part of the story. It's always in the details and usually reveals how long the deal truly is and whether or not he'll play for the entire length of the contract. I wouldn't be shocked if they front-loaded the deal knowing that the cap was going up and knowing that in ensuing years, others would need to get paid along that line, including Deron Payne, then Montez Sweat, then Chase Young. And there's also Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball. One thing that helps in this situation is the lack of a monster quarterback contract. It allows them to perhaps keep this group together for a little bit longer than anticipated. And here's here's one scenario for you that if Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out and plays well, they could always keep him for another year, draft a guy, maybe be aggressive in the draft at moving up, and then that way you have a, a veteran quarterback plus a quarterback on a rookie contract who could take over either the following year or in 2023. But it gives them the, but that's where you get flexibility, allowing you to keep a defensive line like this together. Still, I think might be hard, but that's a way to do it. I'm quite sure if Allen has a big season and then hit the, had hit the open market, he probably would have made more money. He wanted to stay here. He just moved into new house, and he, of course, is from the area. He even now people tell me like, and again, they think that Allen gave him a little bit of a deal. I don't know that yet until I see the details and, you know, but that's how it comes across a little bit. He even went to Ron Rivera recently to express his frustrations over the pace of the deal and to reiterate his desire to stay here. I know Rivera did get involved, quote, enough, as one person told me. The final part on this one, with Brandon Sheriff likely gone after the season, it would have been difficult for Washington to allow two good players to leave, both of whom fit the culture that they want. I think it sends a bad message if you don't keep one of those guys. And I think Sheriff is okay with his situation. There, there hasn't been much dialogue at all with the agent because Sheriff's side knew that he'd be playing for $18 million of the tag. Washington wasn't going to go that high, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't either. But they gave, they got close, but they knew that 18 was the, was the starting point because of the tag. Sheriff appears content with his situation. Allen, I don't think, would have been. I think he's a true pro, but I do, but I do think it would have impacted him mentally. And the last thing you want is a guy considered a leader in his group to be affected like that. Unless, of course, you don't think he's worth the money. You don't just pay a guy because you think he's a good leader and because you want to stave off a problem. No, you pay him because you think he can play. And Allen can play. But that's when, but if, if you didn't believe that, then you should have traded him in the offseason. But they got rid of a possible headache, and now Allen can just worry about playing ball. One thing he does really well, and this helps those ends, is he does do things to kind of give himself up. He is really good about doing that. I guess selfless is the word I would say, but he plays well. It sounds like I'm going to talk like I'm talking about a five-year-old. He plays well with others, and he does set guys up, and he's okay with setting up a Chase Young for Young to get that sack. And he can do that while also still making plays in the backfield and the run. I think you'd like to see him be a little bit better as a pass rusher, win, maybe get a few more sacks. Um, we'll see if that happens this year. I think one of the transitions for him last year was going from the two gap to the one gap. I do believe that he had one of the harder times adjusting to that. In fact, I do think he went and talked to Rivera about that during the year. I think, I think that's where Rivera helps. I think he was able to explain the whys and, and all that about what they were doing. And I think that helped.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As for Thomas, I didn't think this one would be difficult. According to the NFL Network, he received a three-year deal worth up to $24 million with $10.3 million guaranteed. That's about what Joel Corey predicted he'd get when I had him on the podcast earlier this summer. With Thomas, it was never going to be a break-the-bank situation. At age 30, Thomas was going to be more affordable. He's had one terrific year, but he's also older. That worked in Washington's favor. He's also from the region and wanted to stick around. As you might recall from the podcast I did with him, he and his wife are opening a wedding venue business in Lynchburg. Thomas was a terrific pickup in the 2020 offseason. It's funny because it just tells you how sometimes you never know. I love the J.D. McKissick signing because of what I saw him do for Detroit and felt he was underutilized. With Thomas, you could see that perhaps he was too. He had a good, he had a couple of good plays against Washington, but there's no way I thought he'd go out and do what he would, what he eventually did. And others I talked to weren't anticipating that either. But he has a knack for finding open spots and making tough catches in traffic, which is why he was one of the best tight ends in the red zone. And I will say that's one of the things that we all saw in training camp last year was the connection he had with the quarterbacks, especially in the red zone. And that played out not just in practice, but during the season. He's a great insurance policy. He's great insurance for any quarterback. And I think he'll be really work really well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Indeed, he caught more passes in the red zone than any other tight end and was second among tight ends in yardage inside the 20. What will help him this season is having a slot guy like Adam Humphreys to work off of him inside. Both of them will benefit. And then you have others on the outside who should draw attention away. So maybe you get more work down the seams. Thomas is not Jordan Reed in terms of the kind of threat he poses to a defense and the way he gets open. He's not going to get a lot of double teams, et cetera, but he's a damn effective target, and he did improve in all areas, including blocking. Washington did what it needed to do. He is a good player. Now, as far as who's next, I know Tim Settle is a free agent after the season, but there's been no dialogue with him, and it wouldn't make sense for Settle unless they, unless Washington was going to give him, let's say, $10 million per year with and with the others coming up in the future years, there's no way that they would do that unless they felt like they couldn't keep somebody. And then you say, well, we can't sign Deron Payne, so let's give this to Settle. I don't know if that will happen. I think they'd like to keep Payne. If Settle has a good year, I'd say there's a good chance that that $10 million is what he'd get on the open market. McKissick is also, based on some things I've heard right now, we'll see if that plays out. McKissick is also up after this year. I haven't heard of any talks with him. Doesn't mean they're not ongoing, just haven't heard him. Anyway, that's it for me. Washington is off to a good start with these two moves. They open practice on Wednesday, and I'll be back with another quick podcast after that practice ends. Look for it around 2.30 or so Eastern time. Talk to you next time.